If you eat foods that are naturally grown, without preservatives, without all the chemicals, your body will begin to feel right, because we subscribe to a belief level. We do it in every single facet of life, but the minute we start talking about religion, it gets oppressive. Yeah. Why? Why? And I think that's what's happening in culture, because they subscribe, prescribe maybe, to a different belief level of mm -hmm. what love is. Love is defined, uh, Corinthians 13, we all know, sure. love is kind, love is mm -hmm. pure, love mm -hmm. is gracious, love, that's it. Love mm -hmm. doesn't, ha it has, there's not a word in it that says agreement. Mm -hmm. And what culture will say as they define, redefine love is, well, you can't love me because you don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. you know, and, that's, and that's hard. Mm -hmm. That's the immediate thing I think about is the different of who's defining love. Mm -hmm. It's already defined. Yeah. I, I don't have to define it. Good. I think it's romanticized, right? Like the idea of love is romanticized to where um, if, if I love someone or if they love me, it's going to make me feel good. Right. And so if there's anything that doesn't make me feel good, well, then that can't be love. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. We're sitting out here in the compound today. We, we, we need a little bit more space for our uh, extra special, amazing <laughs> guest. And uh, so, and Jared and I are uh, are co-hosting from the love seat, which mm -hmm. is very fitting. Right. Right. When you when you agree, hundred percent. Which yeah. is, I'm just gonna. This, well, whatever you gotta do, I'm yeah, gonna kind of squeeze. I'm gonna yeah, squeeze yeah. into the just, to the right side uh -huh, here to the so arm. Take uh -huh. as much room as you need. <laughs> Uh, today's a really uh, special day. It's a long time coming uh, to get the pastor of my church here at Critical Bench. And so I'm super excited to get to know him better and for you to get to know him because uh, what he's doing in our Tampa Bay uh, community uh, is pretty fantastic. So uh, before we get to our special guest, I would like to say thank you so much for following the podcast, for supporting us, and for sharing episodes that you've listened to with friends and family. That's how our show continues to grow and reach more people, is just through organic sharing and uh, giving ratings and reviews, which we love to see, we love to read, and we appreciate those so very much. So please continue to keep those coming in. For both Jared episodes, you can give him like four stars, and then Come you can now. go five stars when I host. That's rough. But do the guests that's, get that was stars? Kind of rough. The do, star. the, do the guests get stars? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. I'm, a, I'm I'm five stars. You're five stars. I, I would actually encourage. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would encourage you actually go in when this releases and give it exactly a rating right. and review. Maybe exactly. that's what we maybe should have on all. Sunday. I just say a little You just something. say, hey, I'm going to be on a podcast. It would be really helpful if and, you go and give it five stars. That's, 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 that's a great... That would be awesome. Uh -huh. Before great. I read anything <laughs> that's or right, yeah. talk or anything, yeah, yeah. guys, I was on yeah. this podcast and <laughs> apparently I'm, I'm one star guy. Yeah. <laughs> However... Yeah. You guys I'm, know I'm better than that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> gosh. You guys uh -huh. are something else. So <laughs> our special guest today, Pastor Mark Quattrachi. That's it. That and I think good. I nailed that was it. so good. But that he's also really known as PQ or Pastor Q lovingly by his congregation and everyone who knows him. He's such a warm and friendly man. Uh, and I'm just so honored uh, to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for dra traveling here yeah. and, and, and coming to sit with us because, you know, about six months ago, I started reaching out to your team to try and make this happen. And knowing you're so very busy with the yeah. church and coming into summer 
and you take a, yeah. a little bit of time off. And I'm like, eventually it'll happen. <laughs> so I wasn't like, I wasn't picky and choosy about yeah. when. Yeah. I'm like, I just got to get the, the conversation sure. going. So thank you for being Absolutely, here. Absolutely, man. Love being here. Honored to be here. We're going to have a great time. And I think so. it did. It did take a little bit of time. And I was I felt so bad, you know, but uh, but it was it's, it's so worth it. It is so, so worth, worth it. it. So you are the pastor of the chapel, yep. uh, a, a church in Trinity, Florida. It's in the greater Tampa area. Um, and the church, I want to just know a little bit more about your story. Yeah. If, you know, if in a nutshell version, yeah, yeah, maybe sure. of your coming to faith and you kind of taking on this uh, role as, as a pastor, um, how that kind of came to be and the story behind the chapel. Um, I've been going there. I started going in the old building yeah. before we moved into the new beautiful building. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know as much as I'd like to about yeah, your sure. personal story. Yeah, and your kids are getting older now, right? I so mean, my son's 12, yeah, so ma ma major baseball player, right. and my daughter's eight. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, started coming about four years ago. I was going to say, they were, they were really young. And mm -hmm. Samantha, your wife, Samantha. My wife is, is Samantha. Doesn't she work in the medical field? She does. does. I don't know why I wow. remember. Because I, I, I thought I, I talked to you guys before in the foyer at some point in the old... I, I thought I did. But you may have. Yeah. My wife is a... She was a veterinary nurse for 20 years, and Whoa. she's an RN now. Okay. She uh -huh. switched roles, which was an amazing... Wow, thing to do at, in yeah. our mid forties. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's part of the, that. What's interesting is that's part of the story. I spent my story. I spent twenty. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Grew up in Brooklyn, and uh, always wanted to be one or two things in my whole life. That was it. I always, I wanted to be a baseball player or I wanted to be a rock star. Wow. So. That's all I ever wanted to do. You're doing and, it. When I said, yeah. living the dream, well, some would say, <laughs> You're doing it. pastor, rock star. Thank you for that, Jerry. <laughs> you know, but that is the truth. That's what people think. But from my standpoint, from being a rock star, it wasn't so much a, a the fame or the glory. It was, I was a music guy. I just mm. loved, absolutely still do, music. And I was a very less than mediocre baseball player. So <laughs> in high school, played in high school, but then uh, winded up pursuing the music career. And so I, I worked at Warner Brothers for oh. 23 years oh my gosh. in New York and then transferred to Nashville. And it just so happened that when I transferred to Nashville, it was also the big boom of the Christian music industry when they were, you know, there was a big crossover thing back in the day. It used to be just gospel. Now they're crossing over to mainstream radio. Well, because I didn't grow up necessarily uh, Christian in a sense of a daily relationship with God, I had a background in music because I played my whole life. And so, and was it Warner Brothers went but they were like, aren't you, aren't you like some kind of Christian guy or something? <laughs> because the record company at that, at that point at Warner was, was literally run by all Jewish people, which is still almost to this day. And I was like the token Christian guy. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, kind of. And so they would go, well, we got this division now. And it's called gospel music. And they're really doing. So why don't you kind of like help oversee? So that's how I kind of transferred wow. into a music career. I toured for uh, six years for a lot of different artists and then started working at the record company and then was transferred to Nashville and was there 17 years in Nashville working at Warner Brothers. Wow. And, wh and what, what musically were you doing? What were you playing? When I toured, I played guitar. Wow. So I played guitar for, for a lot of different artists and then went to the, I love the idea of collaboration. I still do. We do a lot of it in the ministry that I'm in now. I love collaborating. So that's really, I was an A&R director and then left, when I left Warner, I was vice president of artist development. And so 
what, what happened was it's all collaborative. You pull in a great team like you guys do here, right? I mean, you, you pull in a team, you kind of uh, bring people around your weaknesses. That's what I did for 20-something years. And it was just a, a life uh, led without boundaries, I like to say. And so uh, I did get married to a beautiful woman that I'm still currently married to now for over 34 years. It was great. We did two kids. We lived in Nashville. But because you live a life without appropriate boundaries, there comes consequences to that, whether it's personal, whether it's relational, spiritual, whatever it is. And so my wife was a good old Baptist girl from Texas. She's the Texas girl. And she's tough. She's mighty. You know, she's like a little mighty mouse. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But she's awesome. And uh, she was going to a church in Nashville. And I wasn't. I mean, I kind of knew God, but not really. And, and, uh, and that pastor, 30-something years ago, said, listen, if you'll honor your marriage, God will bless you. And I never really went to church a whole lot. Outside, grew up Catholic, had a great Catholic experience in Brooklyn, and even a little bit in Nashville. And, uh, and I did. And I prioritized my marriage, and I took a lot less responsibility at the record company, took a lot less responsibility on the road to, to salvage my marriage because of my lack of boundaries. And so, and my family. And from that, I really felt like God was slowly kind of moving me into professional, what I call, we're all in ministry as Christians to a certain level, but professionally moving me into professional ministry. And so that's how I went from a music career over 20 years to being in the, the, in to, in the professional ministry was a wow. pastor just went, hey man, I, you gotta prioritize the right things in your life. It was very difficult because that's all I ever knew. I didn't, I've never done anything else. Mm -hmm. I played in the Miller High Life Band. We toured bars and played top 40 music and I did that for three years. So you did do the rock star thing. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, no question I mean, I about it. You, well, you're making $30 at night, but free long necks. Um, you know, that some would see that as rock star. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but, but then, then toured with artists and did that and loved it. And again, did it just because I'm, I'm a music guy. I love stinking music, but I also love when it's done in a healthy way, the collaborative nature of what music does. You know what I mean? That's really what I fell in love with. I love building teams and I love collaboration between different entities and people. Wow. So, uh, but I just think it's a testament to, to honoring, you know, like we talk about here on this podcast all the time, like you guys do, is honoring God's word, but still being in the marketplace, whether you're in the marketplace or mm -hmm. professional ministry, mm -hmm. it's honoring the way you're designed. And we were designed to give a commitment, you know, to a woman, you know what I mean, as a man, and honor that, even though you make mistakes, thank God for his grace, but also mm -hmm. thank God for his strength because things that need to change. That's right. And so while we were, my family was honored and blessed because of it. And then went into professional, now been uh, in ministry, professional ministry, as long as I was in the music business. That's nice. I know it's hard to believe because I only look I know it's 22. Say, you really yeah, I look, look really good. I pegged I you at 34, but. I, I, well, and just because I ate a big breakfast. <laughs> gotcha. But if I, if I would have, you know, just ate a power bar, Mm -hmm. Right, I would have. I'd look twenty five. Yeah, I, would, I, would right. so. I, I could agree with that, especially well, closer up, because I usually <laughs> see you from further away. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, closer up, I really you've gotten younger. Well, in, I just, in you know, my I want to bright. I just yeah. want to bright. Do you know, yeah. is Chris 
a front row seater or a back row seater? He, no, I, I think, think he's mid. I think he's a mid. I'm a mid. I'm a mid. I know yeah. what I'm doing. I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I see you, you. You've seen me I've before. I've seen not a whole lot now because we're in a different building. But well, now, true. but I, you're a mid. You're a mid seater. I'm a mid seater. You don't want to be in the front because I usually try to sit. Do you know who Chris? You know Chris Monkhyber. Do you know the Monkhybers? Okay. I know you know who Rick Garwood is. That's actually how I first came to know about. Well, through Chris Mokhyber, I coached yep. baseball with him. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I was doing, during COVID, I was doing all those at-home men's groups yeah. with at Rick's house for months. Yeah, Rick, Rick's group, yeah. And, group. His and, men's group. His men's group. He's got a couple of different groups. He does, but, he but that, I was going right to sitting in his driveway, you know, yeah, in, in COVID and stuff. And that's when I was really kind of getting in, involved with going to the chapel that's and awesome. stuff. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. what was the, before we get yeah, into, yeah, obviously, the kind of the, t- the subject matter yeah. for today, yeah. what was the coolest venue that you ever played when you were in, in the music career? Like, yeah. if there's something that comes to mind, you're like, that was so awesome. Yeah, Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Yep. Red oh, Rocks. That's, well, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Colorado. Colorado yeah. Red Rocks. And it, and it wasn't necessarily the size of the venue. It was the uniqueness of the venue, mm-hmm. because obviously it's in a cleft. You yep. know, it's phenomenal if it's you've a, never been to Red Rocks. Naturally, it's like a amplified because of the, the rocks, and they just it's, it's, it's kind of like a place that they found. You're sitting like kind of down, right? And yeah. everybody the, kind yeah, of... Yeah, the stage. Yeah. So it's up, yeah. you know, the it's angle. Like, yeah. you know, Old school, like pre-technology kind of oh amphitheater feel. Yeah. That, and then in the back, um, you know, everybody assigned the wall. You know, mm-hmm. the backstage, any artist. It, it, it doesn't matter whether you're famous or not. Everybody always yeah. just signs the wall. Wow. And so that was, mm-hmm. I think, and I was blown away because I love the collaborative nature. I loved, I was blown away by the sonics of mm-hmm. the venue mm-hmm. because it's, it is almost like a natural occurrence mm-hmm. how well this, the venue sounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's, that's one of them. And then uh, I was fortunate back, way back, many, many years, played Madison Square Garden. Oh, my which goodness. Not, it was the, hor- the most horrible venue. Sound was horrible. It was the traffic's terrible. The food's terrible. The back room is terrible. Everything. But it's iconic. Yeah. It's Madison Square Garden. It's just absolutely iconic. So so that for two different reasons. Those are the only yes. always two venues that I always talk about because Red Rocks is just beautiful. Wow. And then Madison Square, it's just an icon. You That's know, awesome. you know yeah, very very cool, very cool stuff. So we, I wanted to dig into this topic. Yeah. There were some different th- ang- ways I wanted to go with yeah. our conversation, but this seems like a recurring theme in today's culture where people are always looking for approval for everything that they do. Yeah. And, and they think that love is defined by approving and accepting everyone's yeah. whim and everyone's mm-hmm. desires. And I wanted to kind of, kind of dig into that a little bit and kind of get into scripture about how it's really not that way at right, all. Right. And that love quite often, if you think about it with your child, you don't approve of everything that your child does. In fact, you know a lot of things that they're doing are po- possibly dangerous yeah, yeah. or just a, it's a bad decision. And because you love them, you sta- step in the way of that. Mm-hmm. You stand in the way of that being a good choice. And so I wanted to kind of talk from different perspectives what that looks like with children in our marriage, uh, with our congregation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and with our culture today. Is there anything that kind of come, that jumps out at you when you first think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think right now what culture is doing is defining, redefining what love is. 
I think culture is just redefining what love is. And I think they already have. And, well, I was going to say, and, and it continues to evolve. Yeah. The definition continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. So w- what's happening is, bec- is their definition, culture, is going to vary from people who believe different things. So if you just take the, the, not argument, but the discussion between Christians and people who not necessarily they know about Jesus, but they don't have a personal relationship, it's just whatever, that it's casual, let's say, their definition of love is not defined by the Bible. Their definition of love, their definition of love might be, might be defined by whatever, whatever it is. It could be their emotions, their feeling, their background, their own religion, whatever. It, so what happens is you have a split because we're not dealing with the same thing. I believe life is defined by design. That designer is Christ. That's why I love being here is that's the idea. So if you don't adhere to that, we're a met, are automatically going to be opposed, not negative, not hate each other. See, and there's the key. Yeah, it, it, yeah, we're just we have opposing views because I subscribe to this, you subscribe to this. Uh, okay, I had a great conversation with somebody the other day in terms of love. They were they felt like um, God was releasing them from their marriage. Right, and I was like, okay, tell like me. all the signs yeah, were all, kind of pointing. All to, the signs. All yeah. the guys talking to this guy. Great, great guy. Good guy. I got I got to get out. What? What? Okay, just tell me why. What? She doesn't understand me. Married four years. Well, of course she don't understand. It takes a lifetime. I'm married 34 years. I'm st- I just found out something two weeks ago. I just found out something two weeks ago I didn't know. And it's not a negative, but I got to navigate it. That's why I always tell people. It does, just because you have to navigate it doesn't mean it's a negative. It's just you got to navigate that. And so what he's doing is he's like, well, I believe there's your mistake. I believe. There, there it was right there. No, just mm-hmm. tell me. Let's go back. As a Christian, let's go back to the word, what does the word say? Decipher, discern the word, blah, blah, blah. And I would argue that we do this in life all the time. I want to come to, I want to get better from a health standpoint. So what do I do is there are attributes, there are things that we would do. So we would change our eating, we would exercise more, da, da, da. Why? Because we subscribe to the belief that if you eat food, we were just talking about this earlier, yep. that if you eat foods that are naturally grown without preservatives, without all the chemicals, your body will begin to feel right. Because we subscribe to a belief level. That's right. There it is. It's this, we, do, we do it in every single facet of life. But the minute we start talking about religion, it gets oppressive. Yeah. Why? Why? And I think that's what's happening in culture. They're defining love and continue. Like Jared said, they're they're doing it now, but they're continuing to do it because they subscribe, prescribe maybe, to a different belief level of what love is. When we we talk about love, love is not, love is defined, uh, Corinthians 13, we all know, love is kind, love is pure, love is Mm -hmm. gracious, that's it. Love doesn't, there's not a word in it that says agreement. And what culture will say as they define, redefine love is, well, you can't love me because you don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that's, and that's hard. That's the immediate thing I think about is the different of who's defining love. Mm-hmm. It's already defined. Yeah. I, I don't have to define it. Good. I think it's romanticized, right? Like the idea of love is romanticized to where um, if, if I love someone or if they love me, it's going to make me feel good. Right, and so if there's anything that doesn't make me feel good, well, then that can't be love. Mm. Um, and I don't. Exactly I mean, that's obviously right. not true. I mean, right. because there's lots of things. You know, you can speak truth to somebody, and you do that in love. You can be as nice as you want. It's probably it might not feel good. You know, to hear what they have to say. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, the the hope is, you know, as believers, that we're doing it in such a way that uh, we are speaking God's truth. But I mean, obviously, God is truth. So when right. He tells us something's true. Uh, it's not up to me to 
you know, it's, whether I believe it or agree with it or not, does it make it true or not? Right. And exactly so, I right. mean, love. Yeah. yeah I, I like that you brought. I mean, I know it's a, a popular scripture, but it's something that it's it's absolutely true, regardless of if you prescribe to it or not. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, uh, it was either C.S. Lewis or Sigmund Freud. I know what a weirdness right there. But that said, <laughs> all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes out of, in the Bible, right. whether it comes out yeah. of a donkey or an ass, yeah. <laughs> which some would say, um, I hear, I, I hear I, it every called. Sunday I've from this called. pastor. I've been called yeah, yeah, that yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> but all truth is God's truth. Truth is truth. And you know what I always tell people is remember how how Jesus is described in the Bible is not is not just truth, although absolutely, it's grace and truth. Yeah. That's right. Grace and truth, grace and truth, not raw. Because when people mm-hmm. hear truth, you know, growing up as an 80s child, you know, let's go Motley Crue. Anyway, growing up in the 80s, it was, you know, a lot of the, the radical Christians were bombing abortion clinics because they were standing on truth. That's raw. Right. You know what I mean? But they had no grace. Mm-hmm. And so grace allows, opens up the heart, yeah. you know what I mean, to, to allow the truth of God yeah. into the heart you know That's but right. so one without the other is meaningless you know another piece of that too um i don't we might i, I did read your notes i promise no uh, I, listen look, notes are just simple just guidelines. guidelines we can go I, anywhere no law. There's I, was, no law. Yeah, I always pull up the uh, uh it's the pirates of the caribbean they're, they're more like guidelines than actual rules, <laughs> rules. you know <laughs> what a great yeah. line that's uh, what i'm saying you talk we talk about guy getting into a character that's right that's yeah, right. yeah. so Jeez. good um but man, yeah, continue yeah. on because I don't remember. Yeah. You lost your job. It. It'll come back to you me. Got, I you, went, you went pirate. Yeah. I did. I went you pirate. Went pirate and I lost Caribbean it. And gone. I don't yeah. care what anybody yeah. says. What's that? <laughs> I said because he's sexy. Yeah. So you're talking about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. The minute he starts talking about Johnny Depp, he yeah. lost his train of thought. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah. got lost in his eyes in my <laughs> head or something. Oh my gosh! I'm just thinking Edward Scissors hands. Scissors hands. A little more creepy. Get another creepy there. Not as creepy as Willy Wonka. Willy he, Wonka, was, he was creepy. That chocolate factory, it, it was creepy. It was like at moments, it was like acting brilliance. And then at other moments, I'm like, I think he really is that guy. It freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm telling you, when they so take, good. when they own these characters as well yeah. as they do, yeah, right? like oh, Al Pacino, yeah. like that, oh, that is Al Pacino, like on cra- screen, yeah. you know, you're a nut the, job. The line that but we pull from like, Willy Wonka yeah. that we always use on our, on our children yeah. Yeah. is we will say, Mumbler. Mumbler. Quit mumbling. I can't understand you. <laughs> we say that to our kids all the time. I actually, what has made my marriage so successful is I say that to my wife. She'll say that. And I'll go, mumbler. Yeah. And then she'll. I'm sure that works. Yeah. No, yeah, it works yeah. great. Mm. Such yeah. an aphrodisiac. How's your couch? <laughs> is your, That's such an aphrodisiac is, for later Is the couch on. at your house comfortable? Or? <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I drove here for yeah. the podcast. The couch, the couch in the guest room. Yeah. Getting a lot of use mm. these days. Unbelievable. Oh, so good. That's great. So um, good. See, now you got me thinking Willy Wonka. Well, yeah. You're still trying to think of what you, the heck yeah, you yeah. were trying to say. Uh, no, yeah. It's going to be I'm, good. I'm a I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. Oh gosh! From, so the original Willy Wonka oh. was like my favorite movie growing up. Besides mm-hmm. probably like Wizard of Oz and right. Terminator sure. or something. Yeah. And most <laughs> people don't realize how much he has really written. I mean, we know a lot oh, yeah. about the the Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah! And all oh my movies, gosh! But he also was an incredible writer for a ton. Co-writer on the 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 movie Spinal Tap. Oh, oh wow! Mean, I didn't you know, know him in that. Great movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Phenomenal. What, what, what's his uh, name? Well, from Michael McKeon. Uh, but um, but uh, what's his? Why, why can't I think? Uh, no, what's his? He's in All in the Family. They oh. called the Meathead. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Bob. Um, uh, no, Saget. 
No, 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 not him. No, <laughs> the, the, the boyfriend. He was the boy soon. He was Sorry. the boyfriend. Sorry. Why can't I think yeah, of his name right now? Mike. It was. It was. His name was Mike, Mike. but it was. Yeah, it, it'll come to us. Okay, we'll get it I'll right get at the end. Now it'll come. Out. To, I, I know. can't continue. I know. I'm going to have to go bench press. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's looking at this. Don't it's just intimidating. He's just made. It's if, very intimidating. If the podcast you listeners came up, and came back, I knew if we. I knew if we burned enough minutes. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it out before you forget. Uh, just this idea of disagreement yeah. and that if we disagree on something, well, now we can't have a relationship. Right. Uh, so you're right. talking about love and grace and how they go together. Yeah. And what grace does is it opens up the ability for us to have a friendship, a rela- and I'm saying like not a romantic relationship, no, but right. a, just a relationship with someone sure. and, and uh, a good friendship with somebody right. where you can actually love each other right. uh, and not actually agree with each other. And mm. without the grace piece, that doesn't happen. Exactly right. Exactly. And that is that is where most disagreements culturally that is where most disagreements relationally is because we're operating from a different definition of what love is or we're operation or operating from a different depth level i think it's good to be reminded that not because i love you doesn't mean you are as close or as intimate with me as everyone else there are stages there are different degrees yeah. of love that's so, that's, a, that's the, the kind of the downfall of the english language right right um is that we i mean we only have one word for love that's as opposed right. to a, opposed to three right, there's four, agape five. love there's, right, there's, right. All right. there's all this different yep. I, and i think that's important to remember and that's part of the reason why a lot of people feel as though the Bible isn't relevant because there are typically between the Hebrew language and the, uh, between the Hebrew language and the Greek language, Hebrew being Old Testament, let's say, over, and then Greek being New Testament, there are probably anywhere between four and 6,000 more words in both those languages than there are in the English language. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so when people read it, it's easy to not contextualize, sure. it's easy mm-hmm. to misinterpret, and some stuff is easy. Thou, sh- thou shall not murder. Mm-hmm. You don't need a theology degree to get that. Mm-hmm. However, to get the true meaning and the depth of that, you, you got to do a little bit more yeah, digging. Yeah, because you can do it in here, oh, too. Of course, right? and you do it in your mind, your heart. You can murder somebody, you know what I mean, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. But but we don't do that because it's it might be too much work sure. or mm-hmm. it's painful to do the work, like yeah. going back to our point before. Right. But uh, what I have found for me personally in any area of my life, every single thing that I want is always beyond my comfort zone. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's always yeah. beyond my, I want the best marriage. Well, you know what? It hurt, I had to change a lot. Mm-hmm. But, it, but so it, it took me out of my comfort zone. You know, I would like to pastor a church that concentrates on X, Y, Z, whatever it is, right? Well, I, I man, I gotta really change. That's self-leadership, good leadership. You gotta, I've gotta, I've gotta calculate. I've gotta navigate that. It's always outside of my comfort zone. I've found that mm-hmm. all the time. Just heard that recently, mm-hmm. uh, it was a sports figure. I can't remember. It might have even been like Deion Sanders. Um, I, I'm from Colorado, so he's, well, he's getting a lot he's, of he's attention. Lot of he's getting a lot of attention. Good old Deion. But he was talking about uh, growing in sports. Right. Like in order to get better in your sport, it's you have to put yourself, your body into places of discomfort. I mean, that's fitness, right? Like yes. if you're not feeling Absolutely. it the next day, you probably didn't do the work the right. day before. Exactly. Um, which is why I feel great every day. Right. Um, <laughs> And isn't that funny? Like relationally, it's the same thing. We tell our staff all the time um, is that we call them grace growers. Mm -hmm. So you guys, you you know, know, everybody has, if if you're running an organization, you're an entrepreneur, whether you have a small staff, large staff, doesn't matter. The idea is we tend to want to get rid of people 
that rub us the wrong way, annoy us, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But when I read the scriptures, what happens is the Lord redirects that issue to that, we call it grace growers. These are people that are grace growers in my life. I have to really, really mm. exercise patience with this relationship. I have to really, really exercise kindness. I have to really exercise uh, understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then what is it doing? Is it's growing me. What yes. we typically do is go, let me tell you about that guy. That's exactly that guy's so annoying. And he's mm. so, look, I, I spent so many years in the marketplace and now so many years in, in professional ministry. The bottom line is, sure, if it continues and there's no vibe and there's no flow, it could be a non-fit. But we, you, we're not meant to vilify other people. That's right. We're not. We're meant to lift them up. Yeah. We're meant to complete them. We're meant to, to accentuate their life with maybe our gifts. But we tend to we tend to just push all that away when in reality, they are making me better. That's right. right. I know? feel like it's the start of wisdom. And I didn't realize this until probably the last five to 10 years, that when I'm in those moments, it's really hard to see them for what they are as opportunities of growth, right. rather than just living in the, <clears throat> excuse me, the frustration of the moment or the, you know, the anger right. of the moment. I'm now starting to realize like that's God just saying, Chris, this is your chance, dude. I'm giving you a shot right here. That's so awesome. To exactly like, right grow that fuse a little longer right. to not be so irritated at your kid for this. Glad or, that God brought me into your life to, uh, yeah. to help. Well, I'm telling you what, you've been such an irritant to me for <laughs> two years. <laughs> can, see, I've grown the life. I'm still I can here. Tell, I can tell because Jared's your grace grower. Yeah, that's right. He's your grace, grace grower. grower. That's right. <laughs> He's yeah. making you exercise your he, understanding he and patience muscles. Yeah. See, he has a, he has a reason I to a exist. Purpose. They know, I mean, these <laughs> guys know me well. Um, yeah. We were around each other a lot and and uh, they know where my weaknesses that's are and the things awesome. I need to work so out. We've learned Chris's but buttons. He's also, I know you've come in to talk to me and I'm I'm not sitting at my desk. I'm kneeling at my desk, mm -hmm. starting my morning right. and looking for the true power exactly source. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can hear footsteps, but I'm like, I, whoever it is just realizes Chris is on his knees mm -hmm. because he's plugging right. in right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And he knows I'm trying. Right. Is you know so if he knows I'm having a bad day or whatever then it's then, weird then though when leave I sit Chris alone he's when I sit a bad when day. I sit down and I just stare at you that's the weird part that's, that's, the, that's, weird that's part. the weird part that's, that's the weird part that is, or, or when he weird. he comes into the office with food in his hand to do a fist bump at the same time and I'm like and then he spills food on my desk yeah. I'm like dude yeah. I don't yeah. do, do that a fist bump with food yeah, in so your nobody, hand who if I do that it's because Mike put me up to it only only a grace grower does that that's right that's right now I'm like food in my office. Uh, exactly. when I, my first uh, ministry job, I was lead music at a church in Denver. Wow. Okay. And uh, there was a guy that, love that term, by the way, grace grower. Right. Um, and uh, my mom was the one actually who, who spoke wisdom into me. And she, her response was, no matter where you go, you're going to have people in your life that are like this. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been, I mean, I've been all over the place and yeah. it's true. Everywhere you go, it's like you identify the same people that were over in the last mm -hmm. place that you're that's at. Right. It's really yep. interesting. Here's another one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but it, it's true. And, and that's what she told me. She said, uh, you have to learn uh, to work, like God is giving you the opportunity right. to learn how to work with this type of person uh, so that you're able to do that throughout the, right. the rest of your ministry yeah. career. And you know what's funny mm -hmm. about, you know, what great wisdom, right? Oh, yeah. Mom, yeah, thanks, that. Mom. Right. I know that you listened to it twice, <laughs> so right. I appreciate exactly. you. So listen to that beautiful compliment mm -hmm. twice. Is 
people ask me, you know, you, you, you talk with a lot of different people. I'm in a lot of different circles. And I'll always point to one of the things that helped me learn how to navigate, say things differently instead of just was my wife. We were so polar opposites in the beginning. We had a very tumultuous marriage first six years. We've been married 34 now. Things are great. Grandkids, kids are married. C- we're, congratulations, we're by the way. Yeah, I know you that. just had a, a grandbaby a couple yeah, months ago. A couple ago. months ago, Gia, Gia, Gab- Gia Gabrielle. So Gia Gabrielle Quattrochi. So she's in the mafia. She didn't even know it yet. <laughs> <She> but, <laughs> but the reality is, is because she was so opposite, my Brooklyn nature, straight ahead, black and white, boom, 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 would not work for her because it shut her down. So I had to learn to craft words, not use words, use certain words, use them at different times of the day, use different sentences, different speak slower, talk faster. She's the, because of my desire to have the healthiest marriage, it, the grace grower in my life, like you were saying, Jared, about your mom was, Hey, this is God. I've given you the opportunity to really learn to speak differently because I have a plan for you. Yeah. I do want you to speak to a bunch of diverse. All I did for 20 something years was talk to creatives mm-hmm. and artists. That's all I've done. And that, and then I had to learn, well, that's not everybody who, who attends a church. Great if they do, but, but it should be diverse. So I had to learn how to talk that way. So it was my wife, but, but I could have, alienated her because she don't understand me. She doesn't get it. She can't operate on my level. She doesn't, but instead it's, and I love what your mom said, Jared. She, he said, she said, this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. See the perspective change there. That's right. It's it's an opportunity. And I love when you guys talk about every day, strong by design. I I talk every, what you guys say is every day we get to choose. That's exactly right. right. And so I think it's every day we, every situation, am I seeing as an opportunity or am I seeing it as something I got to get rid of? The other piece of that is there's only one person that you can control in a healthy way. Exactly right. And that's, that's yourself. That's it. Like if you try to control anybody else, you try to like all of our temperaments have like manipulative attributes where we try to get things out of other people um, that we have to keep in check. Um, But in a marriage, you know, when, when I've, I've done marriage counseling and things like that, I always tell them because it's really easy to get into that. Well, if they would just, or if she would just, or, you know, if this situation would change, it's like, you can't change or controlling it. You can, but it's not going to be healthy. Exactly right. Um, and you know yeah. that's where like abuse and things can can come into sure. play. Right. I can control me, and I can make changes in me, mm. and then I have to trust that God is big enough. Exactly. Um, right. That He's gonna. Uh, I love that you said that. Uh, hey, if you invest in this, I'm gonna. You're gonna be blessed by right. it. Exactly. And I think that's 100. percent Yeah. Oh, for sure. True. Yeah. And the, the lessons are just constantly there. It's just realizing that you're in one, right. you're in that opportunity. Yeah. Which is that perspective. And, exactly and I fail right. over and over and over again, but I try not to beat myself up too much, just knowing like, I'm going to have another opportunity, yeah. right? Just keep trying. Yeah. Like God's, God's working in you. Mm-hmm. You're asking for that, you know, keep growing, grow me, Lord. Like right. help me stay on the, on the narrow path. Help mm-hmm. me to surround myself with people who, who strengthen me and who support me right. and who, you know, you know, keep me, keep me from falling short. Exactly. And, right. um, you know, we're, that's, I was going to mention yeah. you a few minutes ago, I just thought of like what a true friend looks like. And I, I heard an interview not that long ago about a guy who was talking about when people really know you well, like people who really know you and are your best friends, they're the ones that are willing to tell you the tough things. Right. 
and not just stay in that comfort superficial zone right. of friendship. They're willing to say, listen, dude, you know, I love you. Right. So this, this, and this maybe is like, you, you, this is where you went wrong yeah. or this is what you need to hear right yeah. now. But then they can turn right around and then like almost make fun of you and pick on you as well right. at the same sure. time. Yeah. And that's, we need more of those people in our lives, whether that's two or three people, we don't need right. 10 of them, Exactly. but you need, right. everyone needs yeah. to have two or three people that can really be like, dude, Right. And who are those people for you? Well, for me, I mean, I have a pastor. So I think every pastor, I think everyone needs a pastor. And I think every pastor needs a pastor. Because what will happen to any position of authority, you wind up, by default, if you're not deliberate, by default, you'll get people around you that just blow smoke up your shorts. That's right. And so what happens, because because you're, you're, you're signing their paycheck, you're creating their schedule, whatever the word is. But when you have people in your life that don't care who you are, what you've done, or what you've accomplished, but they care about you as a person, yeah. then they not only tell you the truth, but they tell it in a way that you'll receive it. See, that's the key. And so one is my pastor. I have, I have a pastor that I talk to all the time. I'm accountable to him as a man. You know, and then I have two guys that have been in my life. You know, we were talking earlier about fishing, how much I love fishing in Colorado, especially. Is, South. It, is it Lance? Yeah, one Lance, of them? Lance is one what of them. What a cool, that was a great sermon, dude, by the way, great, he had a few weeks back. Oh my back. gosh. I really, brilliant. I was, I really loved it. Yeah, him. Lance Witt, his name is Lance Witt, um, just knows me. He's not impressed by accomplishments in the past or the future or the, or the present. He cares about me, but he has stuck with me through my bad days. Yeah. And he'll, hey man, you need to be, I was, it was a couple of months ago. He, he was listening to a message that I preached and I'm not his pastor. He travels, he travels a lot, a lot of, uh, does a lot of corporate development, different things with churches, what, outside the church world, right? And he called me, he goes, hey, you doing okay? And I had just talked to him two weeks earlier. You doing okay? I said, yeah. He goes, hey, I just listened to a message. I said, yeah, he goes, you sound tired. Hmm. I was like, dang. I was like, he goes, you sound tired. And he goes, well, what, what am I saying? And we have that relationship. We're intimate with one another. Watch. Yeah. And I go, what, do you, what am I saying? What words am I using? What am I? He goes, I, it just, it's coming off a little terse. And he knows me, so he knows I'm not a terse guy. So I can be, but I'm not. That's not how I operate normally. Yeah. And I said, okay. And so when I went back, ready? I look, looked at my calendar. Calendar is going to reveal what your priorities are. Calendar is going to reveal a whole lot about you. Man, I've been running hard. Yeah. And then I think it was a couple of weeks ago to the congregation, I told them, I said, guys, I'm, we were talking about the end times, everything going on between Israel and Palestine and everything. Yeah. And I just said a couple of weeks ago, and I had read a scripture to the church, and I said, I read a scripture, and, and God stopped me while I was writing and went, read it again. Read, just read it again. And it was for me. And it was like, I know that you have done really well, but you are tired. And that's the New Living Translation. And so it was like, right, but keep the faith and keep the word. And, and, but that trigger was one of the people that I have in my life that look, cause why? Cause we all have blind spots yeah. and I'm, I'm going, I'm doing, I'm doing what I believe God's called me to do, that he's gifted me to do. Uh, I'm leading, I'm doing right. I'm not, I don't have ulterior motives. I'm not building my kingdom. I'm building his kingdom. But in the process of building his kingdom, I'm terse. Well, that's not reflective of Christ, right? right? So, but you gotta have people like that. So it's my pastor. The other one is Lance. Uh, one of them is my wife to a certain extent who, who sees me in all of my facets all the time. And then I have a guy uh, who's in my life for probably now 25 years. He's a clinical counselor. Uh, I was going to him for counseling for me years and years ago. And 
it just transcended then beyond, hey, I need to make an appointment. I, got, I, I need you to help me unravel a thought, you yeah. know, which I think is, by the way, absolutely healthy. Yes. But that relationship, how his name is Robbie Goss, and, and he's here in Tampa. And he, we meet every four weeks. I don't know if refreshing is the right word, but it's got to no. really feel... Um, so it, there's a that vulnerability and 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 genuine no. thing that a lot of us don't feel in our tip you know day to day conversation. But when you're having a deep, when you know someone's not holding back at all and they're 100 percent being revealing in their in their thoughts yeah. and in their actions, I mean, there's something about that that just feels like wow, man, they trust they trust me that much. Well, I, I to think know the, all that. what a great that's a great point. I, I think the one of the things that fosters trust the greatest is authenticity. Yeah. And so when I know Jared's being honest with me about hey hey man, you, you're going too many cool. You got. You got something in your tooth right, right. here. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds trite, but that's that's what I want around me. That's right. And I want, but but I also want him to unconditionally love me. Right. That's the key. Right. And so we were talking about this, having a bet. I like people who are around me close. I'm talking about close. Yeah. Who allow me to have a bad day. Who all of a sudden the relationship isn't wrecked. All of a sudden we got to redefine. You don't, they internalize it. You don't love me. You would have never said that to me like that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm just having a bad day. People, I want people who are close to me that, that go, he's just having a bad day. Leave him mm -hmm. alone. Or let him have the bad day. Mm -hmm. Let him, let him, mm -hmm. let him throw something across the room. Mm -hmm. You know, let or him take that opportunity to poke him a little bit. Exactly right. <laughs> and then like, now if it becomes a pattern. Yes. And it becomes, that's a different story. That's yes. a different conversation, but come on. I, I think that, and that's one of the ways I gauge who I allow close. We know uh, whether it's in life, a truism about life or a mm -hmm. proverb in, in scriptures, right? That who you allow close does affect you. It affects you. Well, I want those people who are close to me to allow me to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. Just he's having a bad day. Now we have bad week. That's a whole other deal, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I do. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it is very, it is very freeing for sure. Turns into months and <laughs> turns into years. years, and also that's who you are. That's you're just exactly you're, right. All because somebody would yeah, say, "We call up, him you Pastor Turk." <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Wait, hold on. Don't do that. Right, right. I have bad moments for sure. Um, Everybody, generally, does. not too, not always a bad yeah. day. I'm yeah. usually what I like to think is, as I've gotten older, I'm quick to realize when I have been a bit of a yeah an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can turn around and just maybe even apologize or let them know, Hey, listen, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry I was short with you or whatever. I mean, I know we, I've had those moments with you guys mm -hmm. uh, on occasion yeah. where it's just, it's part of our nature. It's, you know, with everything it's, it's, it's peaks and valleys. And, and sometimes yeah. it's recognizing those and, and, and letting people know that, listen, it was, it's not about you. It's about the moment. It's about this going on. It has right. nothing even, it's not even work related. And, uh, you know, still love you and we'll, we'll yeah. bro hug it out and right, right. tears wanted, will be shed. I want to say just based on, I mean, <laughs> I guess I just wanted to say yeah. when it comes to being open and vulnerable and, and having those kinds of relationships with people, um, you need them, but it, it doesn't need to be everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think right. that's, yes. that's an important piece of it. Yes. Um, I, I think, uh, Chris and I are similar in this where we kind of, wear our, our thoughts and our hearts on our sleeve a little bit. And, and we want to be best friends with everybody that we come in contact mm -hmm, with. Right. And, 
a lot of times that that can lead to getting burned. Yep. You know, if it's if you're not if you don't know that the person that you're sharing with has your best interest at heart, yeah. um, you know, they can use that information to hurt you or think of you as weak or whatever it might yeah, be. And exactly so right. I, I just, I want to encourage people that you, you need to find those people because they're absolutely necessary to right. have in your life, Exactly right. but you need to find the right people. Right. Um, and so be, be prayerful and discerning about that as yeah. you, as you're approaching to, to find those people who right. work in your life. And, and I know that probably you've lived life with these people to a degree. So you know each other. Right. Um, exactly. And so you, you, you develop into that relationship. You don't just go find, you know, Hey Chris, I just wanted to unload all my baggage right. to you and, and hope that, you know, you're going to yeah. receive that what with great, love and acceptance exactly and grace. Exactly right. What, and that's a great thought because I think people today are by default, but not by design, but by default, they are measuring everybody close right because we're even redefining friendship now yeah. friendship or means thumbs up or a, a tap on a heart on your gram you know whatever so now all of a sudden everybody's a friend you didn't like my post right and what happened <laughs> you, but you i saw that you liked so-and-so's post so we've not only redefined well, redefining love but we're in the process of redefining friendships yeah. too and so with that comes the inaccuracy of thinking everybody needs to be close. Mm -hmm. And that's, and you don't see that in scripture. You don't see it with Jesus life and it doesn't work in the marketplace either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so you, what I always do is I, I allow people to, uh, I want the people close who allow me to have a bad day, but I also will throw out little trust, what I call trust factors mm -hmm. that I'll share a thought with them because I think we're getting closer in the relationship, but I'll share a thought with them. And then I want to see what they do with that thought. Yeah. Because if I find out they're talking smack behind my back because, mm -hmm. hey, you know, you know what PQ told me the other day? You know what Q told me the other day? Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to da 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 It's like, dude, I didn't, you don't share that. Yeah. Then I'm done. Not, and when I say done, I don't write them off. I just go, oh. Yeah. I can't trust them with that information. That's, That's all. Right. But I can trust them with something. That's but right. I can't trust them with that. Yeah. And I think not looking at things in draconian, broad sweeping sw swoops helps us yeah. by going, no, it, I have to have all kinds of friendships. Yeah. I have to have the intimate friendships, yeah. close bonding. Oh man, that's who I call on my worst day. But I also need the casual relationships of my barista at Starbucks. And, yeah. Hey man, how are you? Good mm -hmm. to see you this morning. But I'm not going to tell him what my 403B looks like now and what I'm investing. I'm not going <laughs> to. And I think we make that mistake sometimes. So that's a great like point. My four or three looks great. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Well, we can have a conversation <laughs> off mic. You guys are really shy. And, uh, <laughs> should I let you guys sit together on the love seat? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, so it's good. I'm glad. So good. I'm glad. Yeah. We're making friends here. Yeah, that's it's good. That's why we're here. Um, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my, my other thought was just with this idea of love and acceptance. Yes. Um, is uh, what's the end goal? Um, you know, and a lot of times it's. Uh, you know, when we talk about bombing abortions, yeah, you know, yeah. clinics or whatever, the end goal for them is to win. Right. Uh, and so that, that's not the end goal. The end goal is to, you know, bring people to Jesus and right. leave them there, right. you know, so that Jesus can do what he needs to do mm -hmm. with them. And so I think sometimes when it comes to love and acceptance and, and defining that and understanding that, um, we don't keep that end goal in mind that, um, actually, Jesus wants you just as much as he wants me. Right. Um, and it's not about winning. Um, and that's true in random relationships. When it comes to political differences, that's true in your marriage. Um, exactly. And right. that, that, was, that was big, something that we learned early on in our marriage as well, is we always want to be a team uh, fighting problems together as opposed to 
fighting each other trying to right. win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly right. So, That's a good one. Yeah. I wrestle with that. Sometimes I, I forget my wife and I are a team mm-hmm. rather than in competition mm-hmm. for who's the better parent right, in the moment right, or right. something. And uh, it's a great point. It's like, what is our goal? What's mm-hmm. the finish line? The finish line is is Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and that's ultimately where we all want to want to be. It's right. who I want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's who I want to be carried by. Mm-hmm. There's one set of footprints in the sand. It's sure. because I'm being carried. Mm-hmm. And uh, to to always remind constantly remind ourselves of that. Um, and that's it's it's a wonderful thought. I what what right now has you jacked up about what the chapel is doing yeah. like what's something that's on your heart right now or that you're right. doing outreach in the community yeah. in the area i think you know people ask you know the chapel's you know grown and this and we're very fortunate we're very blessed you know yeah. it's not you know to jesus is to to, to the to, to Jesus, it's never about the size of the church. It's no. about the effectiveness. That's right. And so I think the thing that I'm constantly, the thing like that motivates me about the chapel and about what we're able and blessed to be able to do in our community is the level of outreach that, that we do. I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in a, in a townhome setting. So I could walk down to the first flat of my first of the second floor and I could look across out the window and look into the kitchen of my neighbor so we lived in a community we it was a community uh my parents both worked so I was a latchkey kid so I would come well my parents wouldn't call me to make sure this is before cell phones and all that they'd call my neighbor did he get home okay was he home what is he doing they call in an hour and a half and go what's he doing is the light on in his room he should be studying and my na- so my community raised me wow in a good way in a good i don't mean right. i don't have any baggage from that but there's consequences of it the consequence is the good one is i'm a community guy sorry oh that's right i'm a community <laughs> guy we were talking about this me and chris were talking about this when when uh when we first got here just catching up just going Man, it's it's about being out. I love being out. I yeah. love being with people. I love people. I have my limits like everyone else. Mm. So what jazzes me is, man, we just do so much stuff. Um, and I'm not bragging. You know what I mean? I'm just, oh, to God be the glory that we get the opportunity, that people get it. We say that your community should look different when a life-giving church is in the community. Yes. It should look different. Poverty should go down. Homelessness should go down. Now, those are big things. I get it. But in our little sphere of influence, yeah. they should. Absolutely. And you should motivate people to serve one another. Why? Because that's what Jesus said. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. serve. So serve. And it is the biggest proponent of killing self. Yes. When you have to inconvenience yourself to do something, it, you know what happens? It's not about you anymore then. And I think that's the biggest the biggest thing that I'm proud of right now is that we have so many. We had our serve day, our holiday serve day. It goes on all month, but we just had a bigger one. And we had 600 serve day volunteers. That's great. You know what I mean? Come and just meet every single need we possibly could in aggregating the needs. So I think that's the thing that I'm the most proud yep. of and the thing that motivates me the most. Yeah, it's wonderful. You know? Service is so key. I had the opportunity, and I've been doing it every year for many years now, to go to the schools for the Great American Teach-In, my kids' schools, and go and so talk good. about what I what I do here and you know what the fitness and health and how important that is, uh, and what that looks like for kids. But I always touch on our core values as a company when I go to these, because it's important for kids, I think, to hear like, what am I grounded in? What, you know, what is our business grounded in? And we have seven core values. I'm not sure if you, you, you 
saw those yeah. or not yet, but service is one of the right. seven. And I talked to the kids yesterday in both classrooms about what service looks like and, and making other people more important than yourself and how valuable that is. And that's really what life is all about. And that's what I love, obviously, about the chapel and about what we're able to do with the podcast is mm-hmm. reaching people that we will never know. Right. And hopefully being a ripple effect in their life for mm-hmm. something for good, sure. whether they come to Christ by listening to our show or, or they're em- emboldened right. to do that in someone else's life. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, the, the paying it forward kind of sentiment, but I think service is one of Jesus's greatest teachings oh and lessons. Is yeah. And when you do that, it opens up the heart. That's right. It opens up the heart for things. You know, the most effective foreign ministries, uh, foreign missions, around the world serve first. Mm-hmm. They serve first. And then that opens up a relational right. issue, mm. a relational component right. to where they're more yeah. apt to go, hey, so, yeah. so why are you doing this? Yeah. My wife and I always say you have to earn the right to have the conversation. Right. Um, some people don't like that because they want you to just go stand on the soapbox on the side of the road and yeah. let the seed fall away. Yeah. The truth falls. people, just the truth you know, people. Um, right. Which, uh, I mean... I'm not going to put God in a box. You can, God can do what he wants to right, do. Exactly. But at least, again, kind of tying it back to love and respect, right? right. Uh, if you're going to love someone, love them as a human being. Right. Um, and, and earn that right to have the opportunity to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best uh, example, can I give a quick example? Of course you can. I'm going to give a quick example. Oh, gosh. So, Go uh, make it quick. I'm, I'm going to put my mom quick. up on a pedestal again. Oh, mom. Um, so... Uh, I had a teacher growing up, uh, and my mom was part of the school board because it was a charter school. Nice. And she hired her. And so they kind of developed a friendship. And when she was hired, uh, you know, she had two kids. She was married. She ended up getting divorced um, and then uh, came out as a lesbian. And, and so she uh-huh. lived her life with her partner. Her partner ended up dying. But my mom stayed friends with her the whole time um, and, uh, you know, invited her to church, you know, and said, hey, I know that you're going through a hard time. Your partner just died. Why don't you come to church? And, right. you know, we want to support you and, and be around you. And uh, my mom never preached to her, never did anything, just loved on her. Right. Um, and uh, she ended up starting to ask my mom questions like, hey, I'm starting to question this lifestyle. What would you say to that? And she said, you know, she spoke truth to her. You know, she said, hey, I... I don't believe that's the what how God designed it. Right. Um, you know, we all have our struggles. I care about you as a person, but no, I don't think that's that's a godly lifestyle. Right. This lady now um, has turned around her her perspective. Right. Uh, she now goes to like gay pride parades and evangelizes the right. people, yeah. and you know, uh, can you know, Perfect. and and she'll yeah. she'll still say, my I have ten like my tendencies inside. I'm attracted to women, sure, but I recognize that that's not God's design, and I want to live life God's way. And right. so, it, it, it's just one of those things where it was through the friendship and through the relationship that God was able to speak into her life. Right. And it wasn't, uh, well, you got to do this, and you know, right, if right. you, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just very soft and genuine. And, and it was the, I mean, it was a course of 15, 20 years sure. uh, of friendship of just loving, uh, of just, just loving, loving. Right. Being, and being salt and light, you that's know, exactly and, you know, right. that's it. Yeah. And so, uh, it just, it's, it's one of my, my favorite stories of, right. of that, that concept of earn the right to have so, the conversation, right. love the person, uh, for being a human being, right. give them decency and respect and, uh, allow the Holy spirit to open the door when the door needs to be yeah. opened. And, and the Bible says, uh, be ready to have an answer 
when they have the question. Right. It doesn't say go throw it at everybody first. Uh, first. Right. Exactly. Oh, we great. say it. At the, we say in a lot of what I when I teach a lot of leadership stuff. I always say you have to earn the right to have followers. Yes. You know whether it's your whether it's your. If we get one more, like, then we can have like a trifecta of, of you got to earn the right of one more thing. One more, right? Yeah. Earn the right to. Right, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's important because I think people automatically think because I know blank, you should trust, you should follow, you should listen. And the reality is, is that's not the way culture works. Right. Yeah, and, and it's not the way actually. Jesus designed the earth. It's it's if you if if you're going to gain influence of people, you need to figure out how to love them appropriately and serve them exceptionally. I mean, and that's really what we've done at the church. You know what I mean? I think people see that. I think uh, the church world right now is suffering from more. Uh, I just think people want. I, I say this, and it's, it, it could come off as weird, even even for me as a pastor. You know, is. People are tired of messages. You can go on YouTube. You can go on, get any, you can find the greatest communicators in the world, non-religious or religious, doesn't matter. It's Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter. I think people just, they need a model now. They need a model instead of a message. They need a, what's the model? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying we are, we got a lot of flaws, you know, pimples and warts, but I think it's just it's just time to just be who you are, who God mm-hmm. created you by design, yeah. instead of defaulting to what my what what I want, yeah, what I think. You, yeah, what I think, what I want. You know what I mean? And that's why you got to earn the right to have you know followers. Yeah, and that's that sense, great. You know, I think uh, church staff would all benefit from working at a hotel for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, so we just had um, uh, Lee Cockerell who. Uh, he worked at like Marriott and, you know, he, he did a lot of, he was in charge of like the Disney World Resort and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, you know, just uh, his philosophy on, on managing was all about the person, you know. and Kind of like all Horse, about the ho- Horse Scholes from, from the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. We yeah. had him on a year ago. Exactly. Like the, 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 the president of the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. And um, he's, you know, he started from the ground up as a kid working in the hotel industry and it was seeing everybody as ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. and you yourself are, are a lady or a gentleman. And he he says the same thing. No matter what role you play. You're not not too high not to pick up the trash off the ground. Exactly. You know, kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. And so I I, I always say that too. mm -hmm. I I, I always say it for our, because why? Because that's my experience. I didn't grow up in church per se. And I didn't grow up in ministry, professional Mm -hmm. ministry. I grew up in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of church pastors or leaders, you know, they, they need to go on to this, the, what I would call the, the marketplace side for a little bit. Yeah. Not because they're, they're disingenuous, not because they're not hard workers. It just gives you a different perspective, yeah. you know what I mean, about what people have to go through who you're trying to influence yeah. and have follow yeah. what, whatever vision God has given mm. your particular church or organization. Mm. It's, just, it's just a healthy. I think anytime that you can... Widen your perspective without causing moral failure, let's say. Widen your perspective is always going to increase your empathy to people you're trying to reach. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't know how hard it is to tone your body to the certain extent of your diet and your, your, you know, your military presses, your bench presses, your curls. I, I don't know. However, if I train for a month and a half like that, 
and I stop, I'm going to have a newfound what? Empathy, respect, insight when I'm dealing with, with you, Chris. That's you see right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, not, not that That's I wouldn't right. deal with you, Jared, but I mean, physically, there's a difference. I'm just saying Come in on, a sense Jared. of just in a loving I'm, way. Although a very loving I'm, person. I'm very I'm just, uh, you're, lean. Lean? Yes. Exactly. Uh, you know, my... my I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I got but, nothing. No, I, got I got nothing. I'm done. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm relating. I have another yeah. friend because this guy, this guy does it every day. I did it for three weeks. I thought I was going to faint every other minute, right. right? But now That's I have right. a newfound respect. I have a new side empathy. I have a new sense of understanding. Paul tells the Corinthian church, live with one another in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. Understand, ready? The bad days. People close. They, they let you have bad days. They don't let you have bad weeks or months. That's mm-hmm. different, right? But they live with you in an understanding. Hey, they just had a baby. You know, they're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, you were talking about my yeah. granddaughter just yeah. born, you know, Gia. And kid, we do the big Italian dinner every Sunday. Every Sunday after church. You know, I take my little holy nap. I wake up. Yes. Whole family. My, all my Love kids. They're dog. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they're dogs. They're pets. Everybody. Everybody's over. <laughs> Mom has been cooking since one o'clock, you know, whole deal. And my, my son, my son was just terse, just snappy, snappy. And I could, I could have went Brooklyn on him easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm like, just, hey, and I just touch him on the shoulder and I go, hey, I got it. Mm-hmm. Relax. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very casual. Mm-hmm. And then I punched him in the face. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I mean, then I said, I'm just totally kidding. Like every dad. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, every dad wants to do. Wants to you do. know, some should do. But anyway, and then I just said, hey, yeah. just live with one another in an understanding way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but anyway, so cool. That's Good. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I the, love it. There's a, um, I, I have rapid fire questions yeah, here for you, which yeah, is yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, but yeah. there was a, it's an old fable or whatever about um, the, the sun and the wind having an argument about who was um, who was more powerful, and so there was a person that uh, that was that was their target, let's yeah. say, and they had they were gonna try and get them to uh, get their take their coat off, and so the wind blew and blew and blew to try and force this mm-hmm. coat off this person, mm-hmm. and all the person did was pull the coat around them even tighter, and then the sun with its mighty warmth let let out its 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 full power right, right. and and the person loosened their 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 coat and started to unbutton it and then took it off because it was the 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 warmth and the, the light sure. radiating from the sun that brought out it got the result it was after not the course um, uh, you know the wind the blowing temperament the, 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 the rah, temperament right, of the right, wind. Right. It yeah. was the, that warmth that, and that's I, I got to remember that's it's bringing my wife that kind of summer um, energy from me. That warmth, inviting, kind, radiating mm-hmm. energy is what's going to get the result that I'm after. Not my that coarse, rough, right. you know, yeah. tough I, side. I think recognizing know? too and, and tying it back to. Uh, that we don't have that in us mm-hmm. most of the time. That's like right. it has to be Christ in you. That's right. right. Um, I, I pray that all the time. I say, you know, God love my wife through me um, mm-hmm. is, is a prayer because I'm like, when I try Excuse to me. do it, like yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it ends up, <laughs> it ends up me like I want to love her in order to, sometimes it gets, yeah. becomes selfish. Um, and, and so having that, that kind of perspective of, of recognizing. Powerful for like, sure. Hey, you know, you know, God love her through me and help me to love her the way that you would love right, her as opposed right. to, uh, which is, uh, I, I love that. What a great 
analogy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. And I need to hear it often. That's why I, I read my <laughs> devotional, my kingdom man, Tony Evans devotional oh, yeah. every morning as a supplement to my Bible. Yeah. Cause there's nothing that takes the place of the Bible and scripture, but I do. I love the perspective that he has uh, on, on things that are all scripture oh, man, based. He's, great. he's just a wonderful, great, great insight. He really insight. is. So, okay, here, here's the fun right. part. I know we started kind of fun and loose, right. loosey goosey. Now Which we're going nice. back to it to, okay. to wrap like things it. up. So five fun questions, and you have no idea what no, these none. are, which is fun. It's just scary. It's scary. We have, okay. an editing, right. we have an editing ability. We, we, we do. Okay. We do. Just in case. All right. Num- number he doesn't cut anything <laughs> out, but it is one, possible. Encouraging. Number one, yeah, we, everything's, we're raw here. We, we let it all hang out. Okay. We know you're a foodie. Yeah. It says so on your Instagram yeah. page, so oh, yeah. we know it's true. Yeah. What is your favorite like last meal or best favorite yeah. meal? Like it's, sit down, it, what do you want? It's last. It's the last meal okay. that I want. We call it, Italians call it sauce. So it's pasta, it's red sauce, marinara, right? With a ton of meat. And I'm going to give you the meat. What it Please. Is. It's called brajol. Yeah. It's called brajol. So rolled up little like, almost like flank steak with cheese in the middle of it. Mm. And it's been oh. baked and it's been soaking and there's two of those because you got little strings around it to keep it rolled up. Oh, of course. To keep it cooking. <laughs> and then you got to have a couple of meatballs. But the meatballs are made with breadcrumbs inside. So they're a little heavier. And I know this is weird, but ready? Raisins. It's oh, an, that's the, a real that Italian sweet, thing. That hey, that's the sweetness. There it is. Dude, I'm done. I'm, mm. It's over. It's, a little bread A little bread with that too? I got, you're going to have bread because that comes, that's okay. natural. Right. You know, okay. I don't need the oil. Right. I don't need the right. herbs. Just give me the bread. Got to have a little butter. But then on the top, you got to have a dollop. You got to have a dollop of ragotta. It's called oh, ragotta. There you go. Some people call it ricotta. Right, right, right. However, we know that's a medicon. That's, no, it's ragotta. <laughs> and you put on that right on the top. That's the last meal. That's All it. Right. Now, Jesus, take me home. That's it. I'm good. I love it. I'm ready. I'll eat that. My, my stepdad's an Italian guy. Yeah. Uh, and I. I grew up eating a lot of these foods oh, yeah, man. that I never knew yeah. of. And, meatballs uh, and raisins? That he grew up with. Meatballs Absolutely. and raisins. Absolutely. Oh, and there's gosh, sweet dude. sauce. The there's sweet like, sauce. There's all kinds of different whole, stuff. The sweet sauce. And then we, yeah. There's, not, there's regular <laughs> sauces, sweet sauce. It's, it's a thing. It when is we were a thing. in Christmas Iowa, they Eve, had you do fish. Iowa. Is that where you're from? No, I'm from Colorado. I was going to say Colorado. No, okay. I was pastoring in Iowa. Okay. And Yikes. they had pineapple sausage. No. See, that's. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was so good. I'm sure it is. Once. Once no, you can't, you cannot live a lifestyle okay. with pineapple sausage. Never mind, it wasn't sausage. It was. Uh, oh, he got, you got, you got it wrong. Well, no, what's the is the, what's the big hot dog? A big hot. Sausage. It's not a hot dog. They're not uh, sausages. No, no though. Uh, like a um, a. Um, oh, why it's not coming to me right now? But, you know what but, I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's not a sausage. No, and it's like, not a hot dog. Like you would get a uh, like a in a big sub roll, like a big thing like, like that? that with like peppers and onions on it. What are you talking about? No. Oh, bratwurst? Yeah, bratwurst. 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 Oh, okay. It's not even Italian. It's yeah. stinking German. Yeah, it's German. Yeah, but it has pineapple in it. Uh, see, yeah, well, not. Okay, just, Germans, just, Hawaiians. All it's been fun, guys. It's been fun. See, we'll see, see you next time. Well, he's, he's just being a, I'll handle these last He's just four being a grace grower. He is. He's grace grower. That's fine. I'm telling you, he's good at it. All right. I know you're a baseball guy, too. So am I. I've been coaching my son for years, and I love huge... Who are your teams? Baseball right. and and give us yeah. football too. While yeah, you're yeah. At. So uh, I'm a hometown guy, so I'm a big Rays fan. Okay, because good. I appreciate the hometown guys. Good. I gotta love that. But I grew up a Met fan. Okay, I grew up I Mets. Did too. Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, typically Brooklyn, more Brooklyn people were Mets, and then the Bronx was obviously the Yankees. Yes. We call them the Evil Empire. Evil Empire. So we 
for me, it was always Mets. And I was, because I'm older, I mean, I went to games at Shea Stadium. Yes, we do. We do $8 bleacher tickets and then wait till about the third or fourth inning because they were horrible. And then you just sneak down. Yeah. And you know, the, all the ushers, they didn't care. They didn't care. So we loved it. So it's the Mets and the Rays. And then I'm, I am a Bucks fan, but because of my background, I'm a Giants fan too. Gosh, we so, have, that's my team. Yeah, so it's awesome. I, I'm I a Sorry, rare guys. breed, though, to be a Met. I was Rough a year. Met fan growing up. Right. And I bet right now we could probably name 20 guys on the 86 Mets oh team gosh. together. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, but i also a Giants fan because yeah. of my stepdad. So he was a, yeah, he's funny. Yankees Giants. Right. But I grew up going to Shea Stadium with oh. my dad and my brothers and became a Giants fan because of my stepdad years okay, later. nice, nice. And so, but I've become a but huge Ray. But typically it's Mets and Jets. Right. Right, typically it's that's Mets and Jets. That's why it's so but, kind of twisted. Yeah, it is a little twisted. So that's good we to know. We need counseling, but it's okay. We're a healthy. A little, little light okay. counseling for that. <laughs> who in your life cracks you up the most? Who, who just... Oh. Who gets that smile on your face yeah. when you, whenever you hang out with them? Or you long to be with them because you need it? Okay, so it's people I know then. Somebody that you know somebody, who cracks somebody, you up the right. most. And you could tell me who, who you don't know no, who cracks yeah, you yeah. up. Well, I can tell you just somebody. I love the, the way he writes comedy. I love Seinfeld. Oh, yes. So I'm a absolutely. big Seinfeld writer yeah. guy. He writes for a lot of different things. Yeah, he does. But of course, the, the sitcom is, yeah, is classic. great. Do you ever see the the, the, the cars with coffee and oh, the something? Did you watch any listen, of that? Those awesome. are great. Absolutely incredible. Do you ever see it, any it, of those? Mm -hmm. got, so good. Yeah, what is it? Coffee with coffee? With comedians and cars. Coffee and comedians and cars or something, and and cars or something and like he's that. Dry, he rents different cars. It's nuts. And they go and they just sit somewhere so and drink the coffee. The only thing that made me a little depressed about that, I know this is terrible. This is why I'm in is because I, when I saw it, when I saw it, it was a YouTube deal. It was always, on, I think it was mm. somewhere else, but I found it on YouTube, watched it. You know, it's been out for a while. Yeah, it's on but Netflix I, too. I realized, oh man, Jerry's gotten old. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. So that means, dear Lord, how old am I? I mean, right, right. And I, so it made me a little like, yeah. but however, beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. He's and then, touring with Jim Gaffigan. People, yes, say? he is. Him and Gaffigan are together touring, oh my which has got to be amazing. He's so, so, funny. so funny. And then I think people like in my life that make me laugh yeah. is, believe it or not, is that there's a team of people that, that report to me at, at our organization, which is a church, and uh, all of them, all of them, they all have something that, uh, that are around the, my table that I meet with. I meet with them every three days, four days about something. And they're just funny people they have a very funny perspective so different than mine uh so i think my team just my team is around That's me all great. the time because if you know, we're not laughing at doing what we love bible says like a good medicine yeah yep. you know, and you if know, they would go and give this show five stars if, yes. the, if the entire church yes. would all just the, right now <laughs> five stars guys it's otherwise um we uh we're going to open up our own basket and robins I love because I love ice cream. We have room. I love ice cream. If we yeah, don't get five stars, if we don't, I mean, okay. this is off the airwaves. This could be. I mean, maybe you just tanked us. If right, they well, really want to basket Robbins. I'm going to have to come work at Strong by Design. Yeah, we do mm -hmm. love our ice cream around here, especially yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike walks Mike, around just see? eating ice cream sometimes. Straight so out the bucket. I'll be really upset that I just said so hygienic. Yeah, I've been out here working out before, and he's walked out with someone's almost finished Carvel birthday cake, saying, "I don't think he wants any more of it." It's like, awesome. "Oh, what do you you See, think, man?" That's real community. Right? That's real community. That's real that's right. community. Okay, bucket list item. I feel like it's probably fishing related, but might not. Bucket list item not yet checked off. Yeah. that you uh, going to hometown. Going to hometown. Oh, I like that. 
for me, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm already on it. My bucket list concept is I want to be at every baseball stadium. Okay. So I have my little Pinterest thing yeah, in my office yeah. of, of the United States where all the stadiums. And I'm about, I'm about, believe it or not, I'm about three quarters of the way through. Oh my gosh. There are a couple that I, I, I try to make one trip a year. We talked about it. I take off part of the summer every year. Yeah. And um, I try to center it around, okay, what stadium? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's my bucket list. I want to finish that. Yeah. I want to fin every. I want to be at every baseball That's stadium. Awesome. Have you been to Coors Field? Oh yeah, yeah, dude, That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Sat two two different places. Sat good seats, first mezzanine at at, and then sat in the rock pile. Yeah, dude, yeah. which as you have to. You got it's to. Just, it's yeah. just classic, beautiful background Coors Field. Mm -hmm. You know, with the mountains and the mm -hmm. way the sun sets there, be mm -hmm. great. And then my favorite ballpark is Camden Yards. Really? I, it would have been Shea, sure, yeah. but it's no longer Shea, right, not right. a city field. Yeah, but, that's right. But Camden Yards, for me, the history, the layout, the, the way the food is laid, because I'm a foodie, so it, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So the way the food is laid out in Camden Yards, outside right field, classic. Wow. So good. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Good answer. <laughs> I like that you Fit. just connected food and baseball. Yeah, yeah of course. And that's, that's how you kick stuff off. You know? What makes yeah. baseball yeah. games so much better is <laughs> exactly what you're right. eating while yeah. you're watching. Uh Number f the five, uh, the fifth question here: yeah. the song, because you're you're also a musical yeah, guy. Yeah. The song that fires you up, and it could be at, yeah. at, at church, it could be one. in your yeah. car. Uh, is there something that yeah. uh, there, I'm sure you have ten of them? But yeah, I think uh, I think right now is the Brandon Lake song "Gratitude." Ah, uh, yeah, it's great. It's really it really does it really does move me mm -hmm. right now. Yep. You know, maybe because of the season of life I'm in or something I'm going through. That's how music. That's the power of music. Right. And then, believe it or not, I mean, I know it's probably corny to say I'm a massive Beatles fan because they groundbreaking the harmonies mm -hmm. um, and just some of the musicianship. But I, I, I listen probably to the Beatles every day. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I wish I could say a good pastor would say I listen to worship music yeah. every day. But, mm -hmm. but, and I do, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you I will listen to something Beatles every day. Yeah. And then I listen to a lot of music that some would say a pastor should not listen to mm -hmm. but uh, but i'm i'm yeah. good with that for right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a beatles song in particular that uh, anyway, it doesn't matter it really i just think the way they write mm. the, the the melodies the catchy melodies the yeah. chord arrangements and then for me it's the, also the harmonies wow. i probably listened to to uh records their third record it uh it's called rubber soul and it was way before any of of like uh the beach boys harmonies that brian wilson is really known for they were doing it a little bit before them and just the harmonies on that record mm. sick just unbelievable i learned something i think it was a book i was reading yeah it was a book i was reading it was which was called um oh geez outliers it's a, yeah. a, a max i think maxwell a great book anyway he but he talks about what made the beatles so special and so unique it was because they 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 took over the world because of their uh playing together live for like a year straight almost every night i think i don't know if it was in amsterdam or yeah, wherever sure, they were yeah. at the time and it was in the, the early 60s and they were uh given this opportunity to play music live 
almost nightly for about a year straight. And that's what really solidified them as such a great band. Musically, it's like you play live every day with with your with your guys. You're gonna get good. It just becomes intuitive after a while. We know this. You you guys working together here at the organization, whatever organization any of our listeners are it's this when you when you work together every day. It, there's going to be some sort of flow that happens, that's right. hopefully. Right. That's what makes a strong team is the flow and knowing each other's weaknesses, strengths. So I believe that for sure. Yeah, the I mean, you can tell. Putting oh, yeah, in the reps. Gosh. Oh, yeah, man. That Good was great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's really just a pleasure oh, to, to be what in your company time. and to have you on the would've show. It would have been better if Jared would have not talked so much. I just think, yeah. I felt like. I'm so sorry. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> You have a mute button. You know, you did. Yeah, I should have yeah. muted myself. You should have. Yeah. Just yeah. He does You just gave my wife firepower. That, that so. board there with all these colorful lights so is pretty sort of intimidating. I have no idea what any None of, of them. it does. I don't think anyone does. Yeah. No. But Jer- they put Jared next to it. I, I just got it. I'm a big Christmas fan. <laughs> and that's why this one looks like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Christmas. Oh, this has been really awesome. an absolute pleasure. I had such pleasure. a great time Good. with you guys. It well, was so you. much fun. Yeah. So much fun talking and hanging, learning from each other. It's been great. Just telling each other each other's stories. And that's right. I just think that's one of the richest f- for me. It's not for everybody. I'm, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. so. But for me, that's to me the thing that gives me a lot of... Uh, gas throughout the day and does that sound weird gas no no I mean gas like i gas. know what you mean yeah. i mean right fuel there's the better word fuel because you know, i speak for a living fuel is hearing people's stories yep. i love especially hearing the stories of how god transformed them changed them uh, changed their perspective or you know grew them in a way that they thought was going to be horrible and detrimental but through that mm-hmm. i learned i love all that so that's why i love the podcast so yep. much and so man i love, love be thanks for having me uh been wonderful you have Good your stuff. own podcast it's yeah, it's fun. It I is think, fun. I think it's you and, fun. And it's mostly just you and Brad. It's it, all it is, me and Brad, yeah, and we, yeah. it's called Just Lead. Yep. And if we subscribe to the belief that leadership is influence, then we are all leading somewhere and leading people all the time. Yes. And so we just talk straight up, just leadership, whether it's in the marketplace, whether it's in professional ministry, in our homes, leading ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's just all leadership. Just lead. It's great. I think. And people can uh, learn more about the chapel by going to thechapel.cc, right? Chapel.cc, the website there. And then uh, um, you can find out information, service times, what we're doing, what's happening at the church. So it's always fun. It's a wonderful, wonderful church environment. Uh, Musically, it doesn't get any better than what you guys are are doing with worship music to start every service. Pastor Jay, obviously Mason's been a great addition since he came over. Is that a requirement at the chapel is that you can only have one initial as your pastor? Correct. Well, Kyle Kyle doesn't go by K. No, we call him PK. Oh, you do call, call him PK. PK. That's call true. PK. That is so PK. That's how that's we true. vet leadership there. Check. If your name cannot translate to either one, maybe two mm-hmm. initials, you got to go work yeah, and somewhere if, else. And if that initial is gone already, then <laughs> you're out. If it's you're used. out. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, 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 so you're short-lived. Your name no, starts last. with a J. There's no staff in that. Uh, that's right. You have, yeah, no, chance. You have no chance yeah, of going no, to no. the chapel. Oh, that's sad, Jared. Sorry, Jared. It's already taken. Yeah, hey, it's your guys' rules. You talk too much anyway. I know, I do. I'm nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I talk. I don't know how he you could do lead, it. He could yeah. lead one of them connect groups. I don't know. Oh gosh, he could. Nobody do it. go. They'd go in <laughs> no the beginning, and then he'd be like, "I love Jared, but man, he talks a he lot. Talks way too much." Yeah. <laughs> 
which I'm used to. Trust me, I'm used to hearing that. That (laughs) would have been. It was a great message the first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was the last 45. (laughs) That really lost. I I was painting my garage in my mind. Heard that so much from my own life. Like you you had something good to say, and then you just kept talking. What's what's hilarious is you know Trista. A couple couldn't be more opposite. She'll just because I talk. That's what I get paid to do, right? I talk. That's what God wants me to do, right? So we'll be talking or whatever, and she'll just take her take her finger. Just put it on my lips. She's like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm I don't good. need you. <laughs> no, I'm good. Or I'll I get up super early. So she'll get up a little bit later, but still early. But I get I'm up early, early. And I'm but I'm in the middle of my day now. So she gets up. I'm I'm three hours in, brother. I'm yeah. rocking. Let's go. You know, and I start and she'll go, no, 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 no. hold on. Shh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Bring Love people it. close mm-hmm. that understand you, but it's they like, also mm-hmm. have a good boundary. Yes. Of going, sweetheart, I love you, but I can't. It's too many words. Yeah. It's too many. It's great. I'm going to start doing that with my daughter. (laughs) This is, people say that I talk a lot. People say it on Steph all the time. We, I'm, I'm like, dude, I know this is so misogynistic what I'm about to say, but I'm the girl because I love this. I love, the only Mm -hmm. thing that would make this right now better is if we had just a little, like a little croissant, a little coffee, a little something that, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you want a piece? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I love it. Whereas my wife, who's massive introvert, loves people though, but has a lower threshold, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll just be like, baby, shh. Wow. No, shh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, that's just exactly how my I, marriage works. <laughs> it's 100% true. My wife likes people, but select group. Right. And she's oh. like, um, that's why we work because exactly I'm the, right. the gregarious, right. fun loving out there. Mm-hmm. I bring her out of her shell. But then some point she's like, honey, I got to really, really you back in. Absolutely. Time to go home. And that's, <laughs> and Jared, actually his wife's the extrovert. Oh yeah. No way. Real yeah. heavy duty. It's yeah. basically like me. Yeah. With long hair. Wow. And yeah, four very, kids. Very, very much. Yeah. Then yeah. we stole a lot. Listen, I know this is silly, but because it's Christmas time. One of our favorite Christmas movies is Four Christmases. Oh, yeah, it's oh, great. So Vin, funny. Vince Vaughn. Vince great. Vaughn. Great. Uh, you know, Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Just great. Classic, right? Great film. Well, we stole a concept from them. When we go places, when we know we can go together and leave together. Sometimes you can't do that all the time. But when we know that... We have a, like in the movie, they had a secret word. You have to have an Missile, a, a mistletoe. Secret word. Mistletoe. Yeah. Yeah. That we have a word. We'll, we'll think of a word going, we don't know. Let's feel it out. We don't know how long we're going to stay. We want to be there. We just don't know how long we can be there. You know what I mean? Without getting <laughs> weird, without getting, you know, or we're yeah, tired, yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we'll come up with a word and then we'll just look at each other and just like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. a mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we got to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, did we get our milk? Do we remember to buy milk? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Did we? Did we? Did we? Sh- yeah. Did we let the dog out before we left? That's right. <laughs> We got to. It's we a word or a question. Did we shut the coffee that's, pot off? That's, what that's do we do? Right? Yeah, Whatever yeah. it is, yep. but that's yeah. it. Classic. We do it all the time. That's great. We're giving away the secrets. Now the church is going to think like, no wonder why he left early. That's right. I can't help it. They started talking about groceries, and, God, and then and then they were gone. Something about toes. <laughs> They're weird. Okay. We'll pray for him. <laughs> yeah, that's pray exactly. for him. I always tell the church when they get a real pastor, that place will take off. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. right, I'm just feeling. I'm just warming the seat. I'm just warming it up. You've been warming it up for many years now. Pumping the prayer. It's a, it. it's a blessed place, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm so happy thank to you. be be part of it. And uh, we we thank you so much for all that you're doing Absolutely. for the kingdom. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, Jared, thank you for joining me. Jared, yeah, such a joy. Today. Yeah, Jared, the joyful. Yeah, I'll just oh, 
Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, now that you brought it up, we'll talk about it later. That's right. I, yeah. knew this, I knew this conversation would be better if I had a co-host. Yeah. See, and, and it was. Right? See that? <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that's why I tell Brad all the time on our podcast. I just like Brad. This would tank if it was just me. He's like, really, you think? And I went, I'm just trying to make you feel good. We'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so man. good. Well, good, man. Yeah. Awesome. Did we? Did Thank we? You. We, we did get it. everything you wanted to cover. Oh, we, yeah, we got it sure? all and more. We're good. In all right, spades. good. I want to make good. sure I want to serve we'll have to, you guys. We'll wrap it up and we'll go get you some uh, some t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to serve <laughs> you guys well. So I mean, <laughs> you if, did. We, yeah. if we covered everything you guys wanted, oh, I'm, we I'm did. Golden man, I'm we're great. great. Good time. Fun. Couldn't be better. All right, I'm me and Batman. We're about to do a workout. Yeah, you are. Yeah, he's ready. He's been ready for an hour and a half. And, and without my spanks on. That's what my stomach that's what you looks look like. like. I, I believe what it. I was going to say. Yeah. You know, six three. Little, yeah. Six, when I'm wearing my armor, it looks pack. like that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I take my, I always tell people, if I take my, because it hurt, it helps my back. Yeah. For you know, but if if you were to rip the spanks that I wear, it would be like. Um, you know those those croissants, those oh. Pillsbury croissants that you bang yeah, yeah. on the side yeah, of the yeah. counter and, and they and goes, they, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what it would be like if you took my spanks <laughs> off. Like that's a, you just, yeah, people would be like, what? That, I, don't, was I, don't, that, I don't necessarily want that was, image was in my Pastor, head. Was Pastor Q here? He's just like, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I, just, I, just, I think I just got some PQ on me. <laughs> that's <laughs> unbelievable. Which is also in our neuro. That's right, PQQ. PQQ is in that. Yeah, it's, that a, it's awesome. a whole another conversation. <sighs> Strong by Design listeners, thank you so much for being here, for finding our show, for sharing it with a friend or a family member. We thank you in advance for doing that, and we'll be back next Wednesday or Saturday, depending Who's on when guest? you're finding. I don't even know at this okay. point. We're so uh, far out. Okay. Aaron, I have a couple of questions. I'm podcasting guys. with Aaron tomorrow. Aaron, who? Yeah, I don't remember her last name, but she wrote a book called uh, Something in Wonder. It's about finding God in creation. Oh, no way. Okay, I like it. Who's the guest who's been back more than once? I've had, uh, do you know who Frank Turek is? Christian apologist? Oh, yeah. Dr. Frank Turek. Okay, I've had yeah. him on four times over the last five, six years. Okay. But cool. Are, are you hoping for. No, I mean, for, I, I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. So, so you I'm want, like, okay, Frank so might be back. out of my league. That's, you know, that's like me and Derek Jeter. So I get okay, it. All right. So leave him, give me some. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be a one-time. No, we'll get. We'll do Charlie. this again. Yeah. Probably, I mean, maybe in this building, Still but pressure. definitely in our new, maybe in the new facility. New facility. It'd be nice if I christened, 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 no. christened, 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 christened the new facility. I like that, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to pressure you because now I feel no like I mentioned it. No, you're going to do it out of obligation no. instead of like. Remember, I'm relational. I would like yeah. to do this. Yeah. This is something I'd okay. very much now like the next to do. Step I'm, gl- I'm just it, glad you're already thinking about the next well, one. No, I, I mean, good time. I, we did something right. I feel like it's far enough out. We should probably have you on like at least one more time before that. Oh, um, that'd be you know, nice. Just because I was actually going to build say maybe just me and you, Chris, but now that Jared invited himself, um, he's kind of okay. in on it now. I said yeah. on the show, I don't have to be present. Right. Okay. No, I'd love, to, <laughs> love for you to be part. Don't say that. We want you It here. wouldn't feel yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was just no. us. Well, apparently he didn't get the memo. That's yeah. A, you know what I mean? That is only... Yeah. I, it, you're good. I actually set up for the podcast today, and Chris is like, "Why are there three seats in microphone?" That's so wrong. I'm just kidding. So that didn't they happen. Love you. Stop. Oh my gosh. Not, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Stop. They love you. All right, we're gonna go. We gotta go eat some croissants. Yeah, croissant. 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 I need coffee. I don't have food every three hours. Yeah, I turn into a Brooklyn beast. We got grass-fed beef sticks and like some protein bars. Let me tell you what I want. Some protein cookies. 
protein, protein cookies. We okay. do. All right. I forgot how healthy you guys are. Okay, that's cool. Sorry, Anna. No, I mean, nothing I'll eat exciting. It. They're not actually Listen, healthy. I eat healthy food right now. I got to bathroom right away. That's not <laughs> a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, From, get out of me, yeah, get out of one me. Hour. What are you doing? One hour, what are you doing? The one hour test. <laughs> this has been the strangest exit of the podcast that <laughs> I've ever I'm had. There's no question about this. I'm good. so upset. Yeah, right I hope now. everybody's I we enjoyed have it. Food. It's like comedic time. I <laughs> wow. love it. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. We will see you on the next episode. We'll see you. The trouble see is, it's because we had the pastor on. And the He's pastor's not. always like, all right, in conclusion. <laughs> and then it's another 45 one minutes. More thing. Did you get everything out of that that we were hoping for? Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 